0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: I'm getting married in the morning. Ding dong, the bells are gonna chime. Pull out the stopper,
2: we'll have a whopper. Get me to the church
0: on time. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Beau, and this is a special episode. Now, for those of you who've been tuning in for the last several weeks, you know that this past weekend, John David got married. That's right. My co-host of Country Squire Radio and the tobacconist of the Country Squire is now a married man. There is new, a new lady of the squire, uh, and he will have, I'm sure, a lot to uh, to, to share with us about... Uh, you know, the wedding. And and I can, you know, I, <laughs> I I hesitate to even go into some of the stories without him present on the show. But I do want to share this with you because I, I think it was a lot of fun. Um, so for the actual wedding day, uh, it was really special. I was honored to be one of the groomsmen and to, to stand up there with John David as, as uh, he begins this next chapter in his life. Uh, but about an hour or so before the wedding, all of the groomsmen in our tux went across the street from where the uh, where the church was, across the street to the bar, a bar called Saltines. It's an oyster bar here in Jackson, and uh, they've got some pretty decent oysters for being so far away from the coast. But anyway, so we all we all got beers and uh, a few did shots, and uh, yeah, we, we were all out there having a good time while uh, John David was getting his final photos done before the wedding. He comes in, joins us. Uh, a round of shots were bought for him and, and some of the other guys. And I'm just sitting here thinking, oh man, we got to get this man to the church on time. Otherwise, his soon-to-be bride, if, she, <laughs> if she'll if she take him, uh, will uh, will be quite upset with us. But anyway, I took some photos and Put those up on the Twitter handle. So if you'd like to see kind of some of the, the fun shenanigans that happened prior to the ceremony, I really encourage you to check those out. You can find them at uh, at Squire Radio is our Twitter handle. Also, something else that's been going on. Uh, last episode, maybe two episodes back, I announced that I really wanted to do something kind of fun in the community um, with this new pirate game that's coming out. Now, I am a fan of pirates, and every once in a while, about once a year, I get into like this big pirate kick. And interestingly enough, it typically happens in the spring as I'm looking for opportunities to potentially go to the beach uh, later on in the year. So my, my head's in kind of this pirate headspace. And uh, lo and behold, this new game drops uh, for Xbox and PC called Sea of Thieves. Now, full disclosure, there's not a whole lot in, in tobacco that's going on in this game. In fact, there's absolutely none whatsoever. Who knows? At some point they may put equipable pipes. I think it's definitely necessary. And it's just a lot of fun. We've got Pirates and Pipe Tobacco episodes that we've done. I'm actually working on a uh, Pirates and Pipe Tobacco episode that'll happen in the next couple of weeks. But this is uh, this is just a fun opportunity for those of you who have the game. If y'all want to meet up in-game and play Love to do that. It's been a lot of fun. We've actually got a club called the Squire Scallywags with me, Mark VV, Edward Olson, Peter Lambertst, Brad, a.k.a. Hoctor the Love Doctor. It's uh, it's a good group, and we would love to have you join us as we sail the seven seas, searching for the pirate gold and talking about various tin tobaccos. So it should be a lot of fun for those of you who'd also like to join our growing crew All right. So that's kind of some community stuff. I wanted to get out of the way. Uh, But it's actually kind of funny because there's no getting away from the community this episode. It is a community centric episode. Now, with John David and his bride out on their honeymoon, I thought it'd be kind of fun if uh, we did something for him. I reached out to the Country Squire Radio International Club to see who would be willing to possibly jump on Mike and have a little chat. I wanted to kind of shine the spotlight on some of the people that are helping to make this show happen and also just to kind of, you know, to share some thoughts about John David with the wedding and everything and just kind of give you guys a chance to toast him, so to, sp- so to speak. You know, at the rehearsal dinner, you know, I, w- I got up on Mike. I, I was able to-, to toast him and, and share uh, some thoughts and some charges and some blessings on, on him and his wife and... Uh, you know, this is kind of the opportunity for you, you guys to do that as well. So I, I went to the uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash radio a few weeks ago, asked those of you who are willing, and we have got a very special episode. Now, by by the way, this is not just toasting John David. That That's definitely part of this. But we really also wanted to give an opportunity to kind of shine the spotlight on some of our club members, find out what the status of the various pipe communities around the country are and, you know, what's going on in their lives, what their pipe journey has been like and, and all that kind of good stuff. So so what you'll find in this episode, we've got Dan Sanford, aka Creator Design Pipes. He's a former pastor who turned into a pipe maker. We also have John Fodi, who's out in D.C. We talk regulations coming out of Washington, uh, the pipe smoking community at our nation's capital. And then later on, we've got Portland Paul. We've got Chase. Louisiana. Uh, and then we've got a very special kind of unique episode of the Maple City Pipecast, so to speak, from uh, Dave Allen, who was able to record a, uh, a little update from the Maple City and, and best wishes to John David as well. So I'm really excited to bring that to you. After all of that, at the very tail end of the episode, I want to encourage you to stay tuned because we also have the world premiere of Blaspheme the Pilgrims. Uh, Charlie Bach, who is an amazing uh, rock artist, has taken uh, clips from the country squire and composed this uh, epic rock ballad, uh, so to speak, of uh, dedicated to, of course, the, the unique uh, pilgrim that, that was discussed several episodes back. So uh, be sure to stay tuned until the very end for that. But with all that said, let's go ahead and jump into it with our first one with Dan, a.k.a. Creator Design Pipes. Sure, uh,
1: Dan Sanford. And uh, my garage door is shutting, so let me try this again. So okay,
0: then no worries, man.
1: My wife, my wife just noticed that I'm, I'm podcasting. So uh, Dan Sanford from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and i uh, been part of... Uh, the community for, uh, really since the beginning and, uh, a patron for, uh, just about four months now, I guess. So.
0: Man, welcome on board and thank you so much for your support. Uh, Hey, all right. So, so let, let's get into it, man. How did you, uh, how did you kind of start smoking pipes? You've been doing so for a couple of years or kind of a newbie or, or where do you fall?
1: Yeah, I was a, a minister under a contract of no tobacco and no alcohol for 22 years. Ah, and so,
0: okay. A Baptist once, minister or, or what? No, that?
1: I was, I was a Pentecostal minister. Really? And so, okay. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, I, uh, uh, left the ministry and, uh, always wanted to smoke a pipe, a big Tolkien fan, CS Lewis fan. And so, uh, of course, probably the week after I was out underneath that contract, I was uh, buying my first, uh, pipe and making a lot of mistakes in the process. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I just bought, uh, some honorary Frog Morton this week. Uh, in a and and uh, I am thoroughly enjoying that in my Savinelli 320 currently. So
0: yeah, well, so how how long ago was that that uh, you you were uh, out out from under the morality clause or, or whatever they called it uh, at the time? Uh,
1: three years ago. So I've been pipe smoking for three years. Oh, right on.
0: So, yeah. Are, what, yeah. When? Uh, how did you get your first pipe? Like a local pipe shop order, or what what'd you do?
1: I was uh, uh, vacationing in Colorado Springs and just walked into a cigar shop, and uh, you know the guy showed me his basket briars and I didn't know what I was doing and it was more of a cigar shop than a pipe shop. And so he, uh, helped me pick out a pipe and put me onto Lane BCA and, and, uh, that's how I got started. So, I uh, just began experimenting here at home and began uh, whittling away at my first, first pipe and, and, um, yeah, I'm still whittling away, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah it's been a great journey and it was a great just to get into the pipe community after leaving a community i was in for 22 years was such a uh just a big part of my you know grief recovery kind of kind of thing and then discovering uh country squire uh as i went from white collar to blue collar and just walking around a warehouse listening to you guys uh as has been said many times, you know, it was like having a couple of friends uh, down south. So and uh, certainly I know we're here to kind of uh, honor uh, John David. And, and he was a big part of that as, as well as you Bo. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been in probably not from the very beginning, but, but almost from the very beginning of uh, Country Squire.
0: So I am kind of curious, you know, being that uh, that you were a pastor uh, and then, you know, didn't smoke a pipe until after after, you know, you left the profession. Dude, uh, do you ever run into members of your old congregation?
1: Well, I'm I'm pretty public with it uh, online, and, uh, you know, the, the new church that I belong to has, you know, no issues with that and everything. But, yeah, I think people were kind of scratching their heads at first, um, but I've never received a, a negative comment about it from former parishioners. And I'm still in the same town that I was in and, and everything, so... Uh, no, it's been been all positive, and just the relationships I've been able to connect with online, uh, just been awesome. So yeah, no no pushback on gotcha. that.
0: And do you do you recall what that first pipe was like the the shape or perhaps the brand?
1: Yeah, I, it was just a no name briar. I still have it. It's just a, a bent uh, billiard, and um, yeah, I'm still a fan of uh, bent's, and um, I think it's Italian briar, and yeah, I, I didn't know names of pipes or anything. So, and I, and the ones that probably had stamps on them, I couldn't afford at the time, um, uh, being there. And so, um, yeah, I still uh, have my first pipe and I'll probably have it forever. And, Um, yeah, still a great smoker. I still pull it up all the time.
0: Many a basket uh, pipe have brought in a new pipe smoker. So nothing wrong with that
1: at all. You you bet. You bet. So,
0: so you mentioned, of course, that now you, it's, it's kind of pulled you in into the craft, uh, not just of smoking a pipe, but actually carving a pipes, uh, and and you've been establishing a a bit of a brand. Uh, Tell us a little bit about creator design pipes.
1: Yeah, we, we launched that. Oh, I want to say, uh, just about a year ago, I think we went, legal with that. And my wife assists with uh, refurbs and such, and she's the quality control. <laughs> if I set it on the kitchen table and she says, ah, you know, why don't you go back and work on that a little bit more? And, uh, yeah, I, I, started just wanting to carve something and smoke something that I had made and just, you know, found some communities online. We established a, a beginner pipe group online on Facebook, just because I couldn't find anything at the time and I invited some pros on. And so um, that community is still running today. It's just a mixture of, of newbies and pros and they speak into our, you know, uh, carving and everything. And we post pictures and, and so really just, you know, there's probably been, um, you know, four or five different pro carvers that have mentored me online. And, uh, Uh, I don't know if they would want to take credit for mentoring me online yet, but, (laughs) but, um, yeah, what, uh, yeah, it's been a great journey for the past year and we've sold a lot of pipes and, um, made a lot of new friends. and, And that's really the most important thing to me right now is just making the connections and, and just to see a post where someone's actually enjoying something that, that you made for them, um, is just great, uh great satisfaction so yeah now we do it together and I I do most of the carping and my wife does uh refurbs we just got a uh a box full of forty refurbs from one client we're doing with uh, four Dunhills, and so, oh, wow. uh, and so I worked out a trade for my first Dunhill for refurbing those forty pipes, and so uh, I'm in I'm in the the Dunhill club now, so I'm terribly <laughs> excited about that. So,
0: do you have a preference between refurbishing old pipes or you know crafting a a, a new one out of a block of briar, you know, just a, of your own creative design, so to speak?
1: definitely crafting and, and you know we do commissions and so people will send us pictures and, and you're kind of constrained to that but whenever I'm free from that and can just take a piece and make something that's just out of my own mind that's definitely the preference you don't have the, the pressure of of uh, you know a format you're you're going after and and I you know generally I'm known for some pretty wild hair antler kind of weird looking pipes but I'm trying to grow into the classics and just grow the craft in that area as well. So, uh, yeah, my preference is just, uh, pick up a piece of wood and just think, and Hey, what can this become? And, mm. and just don't have the constraints of, uh, it's supposed to look like this picture or it has this timeline on it or, or things like that. So
0: I, I know it's like probably asking like, who is like of, of, of your children, which is your favorite, but do you have a favorite <laughs> pipe that you've carved?
1: Um, Man, I, I probably just a, a classic billiard. I, I have a client that uh, is a Reformed Christian, and he wanted uh, five pipes with the five solas of Reformed theology. Oh, wow, and, yeah. And so I actually outsourced the the etching on that to uh, Reformation wood carving. He does a great job for me. So I carved the pipe. I outsource it to him. He carves the solas on there, okay. I think for three, and sola scriptura, sola uh, fide, sola gratia. And I just finished the the third one, and that's probably the best billiard I've made and so we're we're mainly known for the antler pokers where my wife will dremel dremel the dragon scales and things like that. That's been our biggest seller but i'm I think I'm most satisfied when I make a classic shape and it actually looks like a classic shape and so uh <laughs> yeah, we're uh that's probably my favorite. song.
0: well, man, uh, of course, uh, you know, we are we're, we're doing something special with this episode and, uh, giving a shout out to John David as, as he is, uh, you know, he, at, at this very moment, as this podcast goes out and as he will be listening to it, he is now yeah. at long last a married man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. Uh, would you like to, to wish him uh, congratulations or any, any message you'd like to send his way?
1: You bet, uh, John David, I looked up, uh, just a couple of verses here and, uh, uh, the first one is a generous person. This is out of Proverbs 11. A generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And I was just thinking about the past three years for, for John David and for Country Squire and Country Squire Radio. Man, some incredible refreshing and prosperity has happened. I mean, the podcast, uh, you know, went from beginning to becoming, you know, uh, the number one podcast. Um, uh You know, out there, Um, John David was able to buy the country squire in the past three years and now getting married all within this three year period. And uh, that kind of dovetails into Proverbs 18. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And obtains uh, favor from the Lord, and so uh, I know uh, sometimes you guys share some of the the strifes of you know business ownership and all those things. But I I know that the pluses far outweigh the minuses, and I just was thinking about man, what a what a three year ride it's been for you. And on the marriage, and I'm sure that that uh, John David's heard enough marriage counsel uh, from those close to him. You know, uh, my wife and I just celebrated our 25th anniversary this year, and so um, and I was talking to some young men uh, on the job the other day who really saw me as a counterculture freak being married 25 (laughs) years, you know, and, uh, and so one of them just asked, okay, Dan, what's, what's the one thing, you know, the the classic question, what's the one thing that has helped uh, you guys last 25 years? And the first thing out of my mouth was forgiveness because, uh, there's going to be a need for a a lot of it. And, uh, certainly, uh, I have one of the most gracious and forgiving wives and she would be the first to say she's not perfect, but man, I just want to offer my congratulations, uh, to you guys and, and, uh, what an incredible journey you've been on, but man, the, the most incredible journey other than your, your, uh, relationship with God is, is starting or has started by the time you hear this podcast. And so I just wish you guys the best, pray blessing over you guys and uh, I'm, uh, on your pit crew, um, you know, for, uh, for the long haul. So.
0: Man, Dan, thank you so much. Uh, you know, for for tuning in or, and and becoming a, a club member and and being part of this uh, very first, uh, I guess, kind of club focused experience.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
0: As as kind of the first call of this too, you you graciously stepped into the role of guinea pig. So I appreciate oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Anytime. So much.
1: Well, <laughs> it's man, my spiritual gift.
0: So. Oh man. Well, hey, we appreciate you so much, and uh, yeah, we we will be talking to you soon. Thanks, brother.
1: Hey. Thanks a lot, Bo.
0: All right, Fody. Ladies and gentlemen, man, glad to have you on the on the show, man. First of all, thank you so much for uh, for being a uh, Country Squire Radio Club member. We really appreciate you.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I and I just got to say I appreciate all the work you guys have done. You know, I, I sort of found you guys about a, a bit over a year ago, and it has been one of the best things to add into my daily life. And just and just to think about, I have all these friends who I'm close with but have never seen before in my life <laughs> is amazing.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, so let me ask you this. I'm always, I'm always kind of curious. So, about a year ago, what was your first episode that kind of brought you in?
3: That's a that's a great question. Um, I, I don't remember the specific um, episode, but it, w- it was an archetypes episode. Oh, I love this, yeah. Um, and it sort of got me thinking because, you know, I think, it, and as you've said, I've been, I sort of have found myself going between archetypes, you know, like mm. you're never just one entirely. You're always sort of, it, it's a mixed match. Um, and it just sort of got me thinking about, you know, about how I view myself, how my friends view me. Um, and, and it sort of just got me into this whole sort of lifestyle of just thinking about, wow, like the pipe before I found the show was already such a big part of my life. Now thinking about it in terms of these prisms um, just sort of, gave, I think, gave myself a little personal insight. You know, it, it yeah. helped me sort of think about how I relate to the rest of the community, especially when you find out that there's, you know, a hundred other more guys who see themselves the exact same way.
0: Yeah, man. So, so where are you based out of?
3: Uh, so I live in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm from the New England area originally, uh, but I live and work in D.C.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I was about to ask, So, because that's the thing. If, if people say they live in D.C., what they actually mean is they live...
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. They live somewhere else. The money gets made here. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. I, actually, I got some family out in uh, Bethesda, I think is what it's called, uh, is, yep. is where they live. And uh, but they but they tell everybody it's D.C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: It's right on that Maryland border. That's
0: right. So so what's what's the D.C. pipe community like?
3: Uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I think, you know, it's funny. We always talk about um, our community as a whole always talks about this, um, you know, how how government regulations impact our work um, and, you know, and not being political or anything, but we sort of live at I live at the nexus of that to yeah, where you have <laughs> definitely. a, you know, you have a community and you have people from all over the world who who love um, tobacco, who love trying all these different types of pipe tobacco and cigars. And then you have, you know, the government, which, you know, goes out, of, goes out of its way to make sure that it's, you know, promoting against smoking. And, you know, I, I mean, um, uh, in fact, the school that I went to, um, which is here in D.C., uh, banned smoking when I was a student on campus. So like this huge community of getting to know people just evaporated. Um, so, so it's, it's interesting. You got to find the corner of the city to go to. Um, I have, a, a tons of friends who, you know, we're all into pipes and cigars. Um, and so we pretty much try to choose a different location to go to, um, you know, every month when we're meeting up. Um, but it, it's really just finding the nook within the city that it, that is our, that is the pipe smoker cigar smokers, um, part of the, uh, little world that they can live in and, uh, and enjoy this hobby. We've all come to love.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so are, are there some, uh, local pipe shops because i've been to dc a few times and you know you'll see yeah. different restaurants and the same is true of like you know new york or la where they'll have pictures up on the wall of you know people who have uh you know enjoyed a, a plate of food or, or a cigar a fine cigar in, in their particular shop i mean you know yeah. we we know that you know there there have been historically uh several politicians uh you know who, who have enjoyed their pipes or, or cigars and uh you know we yeah. we've focused on some in the past any any kind of you know a high heavy hitter pipe shop like that where you may end up seeing some big wigs
3: yeah, absolutely um so there's really um two uh there's D- uh W Curtis Draper Tobacconist, which is actually um a few short walks from the White House uh, oh, wow. it, it, you know if you if you're pretty much doing a monument tour here you'll you'll walk by it and you won't even notice it unless you see the sign because you know it's set back into one of those really nice buildings um, and there's also uh, this place called Shelley's Back Room, which is a little bit more of like a lounge, uh, uh, more of a bar. Uh, type of place. But it it is one of those few places left in the city where you can still go and have a cigar while you're having a meal. Um, And and it's wonderful because, you know, while I I, I, this is certainly um, our hobby is certainly something that if there are politicians or, you know, famous people um, who partake in it, it, it's definitely out of the limelight just because of the way, you know, the general public tends to tends to look at a hobby like it. Um, but it's also just one of those things where, you know, there are times where um, I'll be sitting in uh, Shelley's back room and, you know, and, uh, you know, I have seen a member of Congress walk by and, and <laughs> in my line of in my line of work. Like I tend to interact with these individuals. So it, it's sort of like it's one of those great things to where you can go up to them and start having a conversation. Not involving politics whatsoever. Right, in which right, you're, right. you're just simply talking about the pipe that you're that I happen to have on me, or the tobacco I'm smoking, or the cigar they just selected. Um. So, you know, it's really just I think it's one of those things where, you know, you would you just got to find your sort of place to be. Um. And like I said, you know, W. Curtis uh, Draper tobacconist is really great. And Shelley's back room.
0: All right. So so John, of course, you know, uh, uh, John David is a married man now as this podcast goes uh, goes out. And of course, he'll. Maybe be listening to this on his honeymoon, but in all likelihood, he'll probably wait until uh, you know the <laughs> until the drive back. But uh, any any thoughts or anything you'd like to share with uh, John David and uh, and his now bride?
3: Man, I, I I would just really like to wish uh, uh, you, John David, uh, and your new wife uh, nothing but the uh, happiness, um, love, uh, and, and just joy for the rest of your lives. Uh, I know how much you know in the past year. Um, I, I've uh, I've known you via uh, CSR. Um, it has just been a real pleasure to get to know who you are as a human being um, and the type of man you are. Uh, and, and I just I wish you nothing but the best, man. You you've got a whole life ahead of you uh, to build with your with your special someone. Um, also happy to uh know and hear that she's a new englander um so (laughs) i I just uh i I hope you uh find nothing but happiness um and i hope that you know uh the friendship that we've the friendships that we've all built through csr uh last that lifetime and we're able to enjoy it all with you brother
0: man john we appreciate you so much uh when we gonna get you down to, to jackson
3: Hey, I'm planning the trip. I I'm trying to think about whether or not I'm you know, it actually I'm thinking about Jackson Pipeline this year. Oh yeah. Uh, I missed it. I missed the opportunity last year. Um, and, you know, truth be told, I could really use a good weekend out of D.C. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about it. So once you guys have a date, I'm, I'm going to seriously look into making that a reality.
0: All right, man. Sounds good. I know that I'll actually be up in the D.C. area sometime this year. We've got another show that's got a we're doing a live podcast out that way. So uh, I'll, I'll be in touch, brother, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to sync up soon.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for putting this together, Bo. It's so much. It's so great to be able to give back to John David and all you both have done for Hunk.
0: All right. Big thanks to John and Dan as well for uh, for participating in this. Community centric episode and and sharing those kind words too with John David. I want to take a moment really quick to tell you, of course, about our sponsors this week, uh, Missouri Meerschaum. All right. So at the wedding, we we talked about this on the show, but this is true. Uh, A listener actually designed some pipes uh, for the wedding to top the wedding cake. Uh, Now, if John David were here and I had the picture right in front of me, he would uh, confirm or deny that they are legend pipes. But they they are Missouri Meerschaum beautiful pipes. One is kind of painted up with a tux. The other is painted up with a wedding dress. You can find the pictures on uh, both Facebook and Twitter. In fact, I I tried to share that particular image out everywhere I possibly could because it's such a unique thing. And it just shows what you could do with a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Not only can you smoke some really good, fine quality tobacco and get every single flavor that you're going to find within that particular blend because that's just how cool and clean a Missouri Meerschaum pipe is. But you can also do some great, amazing custom artwork, put it on top of a cake, and hey, at the end of the night, enjoy a bowl with that exact same custom-designed pipe. So if you don't have a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, I really encourage you to do so. Uh, head over uh, to their website. And you know what? Whatever your Missouri Meerschaum pipe of choice is, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a uh, picture of it, tweet it into us, maybe even uh, congratulate John David, uh, toast him in your own right with your Missouri Meerschaum pipe, and, uh, and we'll retweet those out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know
2: that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero
4: sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health.
0: Shop now at Hero.co. All right, so next up, we've got, oh, man, you know him. I love him. We're talking Portland Paul. Portland Paul. Anybody who's tuned in for the live show recognizes Portland Paul. He is the king of memes. Uh one of one of several king of memes that uh that, that chime in during the live show. And uh yeah, let's let's dive in with Portland Paul. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Portland Paul. <laughs> so so are you originally from Portland?
5: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotcha. Been here pretty much on the entirety of my life.
0: And uh, how long have you been uh, been smoking a pipe?
5: Well, I think I think I'm on year three. I think. Oh wow. So, uh, or two, gotcha. two and a half, something like that, right in there.
0: And I mean, man, you've been like loyal, tuning into the live show. When when do you remember when your first Country Square Radio was?
5: Uh, well, the. F- first live one was the first evening one because usually
0: Uh, you know you guys
5: doing doing mornings is uh wasn't really in a place uh computer wise to get the stream and you know that kind of stuff so but i mean uh i remember
0: see y'all know portland paul is an og like he he was (laughs) back with us in the in the old days the original days (laughs)
5: Yeah. 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 I mean, we we're, I was listening. I, w- this is the thing is, but obviously before Satchel was, I was just going and downloading them from the website right. so that I could get, so I could get them downloaded on my phone so I could listen to them while I was at work. So I definitely remember, I definitely remember the hundredth episode. I definitely remember, you know, most of that, most of that old school stuff. Excellent.
0: So. Excellent. So you've been, and I before.
5: did download all the originals, so oh.
0: <laughs> much, all right,
5: much to your chagrin, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> no, man, look, those originals are, uh, they're, they're classics for a reason. And they're also buried for a reason. <laughs> so, you know, if, you, if you're willing to do the digging, then, uh, then, then, then worth, uh, worth the listening to, but man, so, all right. So you, st- you started smoking a pipe about three years ago. Do you remember what your first pipe was?
5: Yes. Um, I got it around Christmas time. I got, I got a gift card from uh, my, I think probably my brother-in-law or maybe uh, from my parents or something for Amazon. And I'm a big Amazon dude. So cobbled together a couple more bucks and bought a Skull Meerschaum pipe. Ooh. from off of amazon for like 42 dollars wow
0: wow so going in with a skull meerschaum as your first pipe
5: yeah 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 i mean unfortunately it was a composite meerschaum and uh. it has it's cracked uh, i did just recently get a replacement for it finally but uh yeah that was my my first pipe was a uh, was a Meerschaum pipe, a uh, nice skull on the front. It's kind of a, a homage, my homage to uh, uh, the old cartoon, uh, The Venture Brothers. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, but- of
0: course. Absolutely.
5: Mr. Mr. Impossible, when he turns uh, to being a bad guy, he switches from a straight billiard to a Skull meerschaum pipe.
0: It's, uh... <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. Well, that, that's the yeah. thing. You know, you've heard us stated before, but when you're, when you're getting a pipe, you're making a statement anyway. But to go with the Skull meerschaum, you're, you're making a statement on top of that. So uh, that's awesome, brother. All right. So uh, and what, are you, what are you enjoying these days? What, what are you smoking these days?
5: Um, I've got, uh, I've been gifted a, quite a lot of tobacco. So I really, the stuff that I've purchased for myself and the stuff that I have in my cellar has just been sitting, uh, I've been totally bombarded with a big, huge swath of uh, Englishes and aromatics just from friends. So I, the one that I've actually really been digging lately, um, and I just bought um sadly bought another four ounces of was the McClellan's uh, RSVP invitation, uh which is a beautiful aromatic. Um the uh, the other one I think probably it would be that Suge's um summer daydream, which sound smells incredible. Yeah. The room note is 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 almost unmatched for me. I th- I was really blown away by it. Um, nice. And then pretty much anything, just all sorts of smatterings of Englishes.
0: <laughs> right on, man. Well, so what? What exactly? I mean, how would you de- define the uh, pipe scene in Portland? Because I think we we all have kind of this this image of how you know the dream of the '90s being alive still in Portland. But I mean, like, yes. is is there a pretty strong pipe community? Um
5: there is uh, a growing it feels like it's growing I mean m- I have a ton of friends that all oh, that smoked pipes since they were you know like 17 or something like that um, and then a, a bunch of friends that started smoking pipes later and we have these you have this like small uh, group of probably 15 or 20 dudes that uh meet like kind of quarterly at one of the dudes one of the guys houses um but uh i do when i can try to make it to the portland pipe club meeting which is um associated with seattle's so i think if you do you pay your dues you go onto the seattle pipe club and you pay that way you just there's a drop down it says oh it's the portland one um but and I try and make it to those and those guys. Uh, the Portland Pipe Club are largely much older gentlemen. Um, the uh, the late Stephen Books uh, was was a uh, current and recurring member, um, and I got to spend lots of time hanging out with him there. Um, whereas the, the one that is we me, meet quarterly or whatever is is mostly guys that are actually most of them are younger than i am and i'm only 38 so right. it's all kind of around my age but uh yeah there's a lot there's a lot of dudes um and a couple of ladies that uh, my wife in particular <laughs> that <laughs> likes to come
0: so that's awesome man well hey of course uh, you know we're, we're doing this kind of special episode highlighting club members but also uh wishing john david uh happy nuptials is of course by the time he listens to this episode he will be a married man any uh any any thoughts to uh to share and send his way as he listens to this
5: it has been quite a long time since my honeymoon but uh, <laughs> uh almost 20 years actually august will be 20 years oh, well. from my wife
0: upcoming congratulations and. to y'all
5: yeah, yes. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, three teenagers in my house. So geez, pray for my soul. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm just super excited for him. I, I just, I, it's, it's very exciting. I love, I love, uh, marriage and weddings, even though, uh, they both, uh, carry their share of stress and difficulties, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just super excited for him and, uh, I'm always, uh, a proponent for, uh, love and affection <laughs> in that, in that, res- in re- in that respect. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, marriage gets, uh, it's has its hard times, but it is, uh well worth it it has a, uh, it has what c.s lewis calls the troughs so uh, the low low points but the uh, the the cool thing is that they are just that they are points so they they eventually go away and the high points are far outweigh uh, right on man for my, for my sake they far outweigh the uh, the bad
0: Big shout out to you, Port, uh, Portland Paul, man! Thank you so much for being a long time listener, showing up, and and rousing the uh, the memes on on the live show, and, and being <laughs>
5: uh, Sorry, uh, I'm really sorry about that. No, it's no. just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, y'all don't know Portland Paul, big he's he's responsible like if, if you've never tuned in for a live show or joined us on Twitter for a live show, uh Portland Paul is is one of about three to four stooges that are on there that are constantly coming up with uh with fun ways to uh to poke poke fun at us as we uh, as and, and distract us while we <laughs> record the show. And it it's always a blast. So thank you, man. You've been a, an important part of this community and uh, I really appreciate you and I know John David does as well. So uh yeah, man. We hopefully we'll get you in Jackson pretty soon.
5: Yeah, we've we've actually contemplated a few times trips that way even though it is very difficult with uh, three kids eating a set out yeah. of house and all.
0: It's it's quite a leap. It's quite a leap. But who knows, it, man? It, it,
5: it really is.
0: Maybe but, we'll be able to make uh, it out to Portland at some point.
5: Yeah, one one day I you know what? I will I will uh bend heaven and earth to Accommodate you guys if you ever come. Man. I guarantee you, you have somewhere to stay and friends to be around. And uh, I, I, I give you that my my solemn
0: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> on. Well, man, Paul, we really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll make it happen at some point. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.
5: Everybody, right, thanks.
0: All right, buddy. Chase. Hello. Hey man, sorry. Hey. It's been a it's been a crazy experience trying to make all this uh, t- all this work. But uh, glad to have you on on the uh, on the on the show. Do you have a you still have a couple minutes to record? I do. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, Chase, man, you're uh, you're down in Louisiana, right? I am. Yeah, in uh, Lafayette. Oh man, Lafayette, Louisiana. So are you are you connected at all with the New Orleans Pipe Club, or do you all have a, a pipe club in Lafayette that uh, you're you're more associated with? Uh. We don't really have a pipe club in Lafayette that I know of, and I I really am not connected with the New Orleans club at all. Man, well, we are glad to have you as a member, of course, of the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club. How long have you been smoking a pipe?
6: Uh, I've been smoking a pipe for probably, um, gosh, since 2012, so six years now, I would say.
0: Okay, right on. And uh, and so do you remember when uh, your first Country Squire Radio was? What episode brought you in?
6: I don't remember which episode it was, but it was about... uh, it was about three years ago I um, you know I, I had been smoking for a while and uh, you know had just really had trouble getting more into it and finding more more knowledge about it, which I was really hungry for. So uh, I had just kind of stumbled into you know pod, uh, listening to podcasts and uh, looked up tobacco podcasts and you guys were the first thing to pop up.
0: Right on, man. We are we are so glad that you're able to find us, and uh, glad to have you as a, a member of the club. And man, glad to have you on. So, all right, what what is the state of uh, pipe tobacco in Lafayette? I know you said there's not necessarily a pipe club there, but are there some shops that you frequent?
6: Um, there are two shops here. Uh, I don't really frequent either of them. Really, my uh, I, I'm pretty brand loyal to the Squire. Uh, <laughs> reason reason being, uh, one of them. Is, uh, is a cigar shop called The Cigar Merchant, and they just don't really have a lot of pipe stuff. They've got a couple of things, Lin one Q and different stuff like that, but uh, nothing that's really my taste. And then uh, the other one is kind of a chain shop, and, you know, whereas the the guy who works there and owns the shop is pleasant enough and everything, it, they just don't really take care of their tobacco. It's all in, you know, these giant mm. plastic bags, and, you know, it's the consistency of... of you know, uh, sawdust and just completely dried out. Oh, hamster scale.
0: So, yeah. <sighs> That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. You
6: know, oh. I, I don't want to name the shop or anything, but, uh, it, you know, it's just not really a shop I would really frequent.
0: Yeah. I gotcha, man. So, so yeah. brand loyalty to the Squire. What what have you been smoking these days?
6: Um, I've been smoking, uh, lately I've, I've been smoking uh, a lot of tins, but, uh, as far as the, as far as the Squire blends go, uh, Baker Street's one of my favorites, and um, uh, on the aromatic side, Rivendell is uh, probably oh, yeah. my favorite Squire aromatic.
0: That's that's a good one. Um, and and I so what about for your pipe, man? You, do you uh, do you have a pipe collection? You still smoking on the same one from six years ago, or what? What do uh, you what do you smoke these days? Uh,
6: I've got a few different ones. Uh, the one I probably smoke most frequently uh, is a uh, a little. Um, Briarworks uh, tomato, uh, that I, uh, that I actually bought at the last, uh, Jackson pipe night that, oh, yeah. uh, that's real pretty. Um, so I, that's probably my most frequent one that, and a little, uh, modded Missouri more Meerschaum church warden that I kind of made out of a, uh, out of a little devil.
0: Oh, wait. So wait, you turned a little devil into a church warden? Did you bring that with you for the, for the pipe night?
6: I didn't. No, no. I I just made. I just kind of turned it into that. Probably about a month ago.
0: Interesting. Okay, and I'm I'm yeah. really curious to see what that looks like. I would imagine just uh you know because uh, I'm I'm assuming that what you did was you took the like one of the Cobbett series pipes and, and put the devil bowl on it. Is that right? Uh, I took one
6: of the I took the um, oh, I can't think of what it's called, but the the big MacArthur pipe. Yeah, and the, I took yeah, the, the general. stem off of it. Yeah, the general, and uh, took the stem off of it. And uh, put it on the little devil.
0: How fascinating, man! Yeah, be sure yeah. to send some pictures. I would love to to check that out. Uh, I think I've got a picture of it on the the club Facebook page. And okay, you guys, good. are more than
6: welcome to you know tweet it out to. To everybody.
0: Yeah, I definitely will, man. That's awesome. I'll go back and, and scrub through that, uh, for that one. That's, that's awesome. Uh, all right. So, of course, you know, we're, uh, we are celebrating the fact that John David, he's finally, uh, he's finally tied the knot, jumped the broom. Of course, all, <laughs> yeah. all of this, you know, I just, I realized as I was kind of putting this all together, this is all, you know, based on the idea that she actually does say, I do. Now, if she like jilts him at the altar, uh, <laughs> this, this is going to be a really awkward episode or one that may never see the light of day. I'll probably play it one way or the other. No, I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> But let's let's just assume that she said yes, that this is going out while they're enjoying their honeymoon. Uh what would you like to say to John David uh, and send his way as as he's returning back to the squire, a, a now married man?
6: Gosh, um you know, I would just want to say congratulations and uh um uh, gosh, I, I'm I'm just, you know, so thrilled for him entering into this, you know, new season of life and uh um you know, uh, through my, you know, through my interactions with, you know, the shop and, you know, I've probably been, been up there probably four times now. Uh, you know, I don't know John David real well, but, you know, I, I consider him a friend and, you know, I'm real excited for him. Uh, you know, I've been able to meet her a couple of times and she seems, she seems like a delight. So I'm, I'm just real happy for them. And, uh, gosh, you know, real thankful for John David. I definitely wouldn't be, you know, where I am without him in the shop and you know uh of course you you know bringing along the show and kind of twisting his arm into doing it <laughs> but uh yeah so just you know
0: well good deal well hey uh when, when do you think you'll be back up in uh, jackson for the next pipe night or maybe before
6: uh you know I, I try to i try to get over there pretty much anytime i'm driving and i'm headed north or east i i try to stop by you know for an hour or so but uh definitely for the next pipe night i'll i'll be
0: there right on chase we appreciate it thanks so much for calling in and participating in uh in this kind of club focused uh a show as well as a great opportunity to kind of give shouts out to uh, john david and uh and the new mrs cole as well so uh thanks brother and we'll we'll talk to you soon all
6: right thanks for having me on Bo.
0: all right chase Thank you to Chase and to Paul as well. Y'all are awesome. Uh, and thank you again for those, uh, those kind words. And man, it's, it's really great to kind of dive in and see what's going on both in Portland and in Louisiana. All right. So next up, I want to talk to you a little bit about, of course, the second sponsor for this episode, The Tin Society. Now, the Tin Society is an amazing online service where you can get pipe tobacco sent to your door every single month. It's a great curated sampling to really extend your palate and help you know what it is you want to buy. Uh, the Ten Society is run by people that absolutely love this community and this industry. And if you haven't joined yet, you absolutely need to check them out. It's tinsociety.com is the website. And if you use the code SQUIRE, you get 20% off on your first month's service. So there's really no reason not to be doing this, guys. I mean, if you love pipe tobacco, if that's something, that you really enjoy and not just the pipe, but you also want to kind of expand, uh, you know, expand your interest into the tins. We know that the pool, so to speak, has been reduced with some of the changes in the industry, but that also means that there's probably about to be some new big innovation and a service like the Tin Society will help keep you involved and keep you educated by sampling all the latest and greatest tobaccos that are coming out you're definitely going to want to check this out again. That's tensociety.com and use the code Squire for twenty percent off on your first month's service. All right, this last one's pretty special. So Dave Allen is, um, you know, longtime listener of the show. He actually does a, show, a kind of a, a daily mini podcast called the Maple City Pipecast uh, through a service called Anchor. He has a great love for the craft. And you can really tell he's got a, a big appreciation for the community and, and wanting to kind of add to the online community as it continues to grow. So uh, when I got Dave on the phone, we, we were, I was really excited to talk to him, but we ran into some issues. Mostly he sounded like he was across the hall. And no matter how I adjusted the volume, we, we couldn't get it. But that's when our light bulb went off. Dave is kind of a pro. He does this kind of thing all the time. So since he's kind of accustomed to being able to do solo microcasts, uh, I asked if he'd be willing to do something like that. Talk about his pipe journey and uh, wish John David some well wishes as well. So I think I said well and wish twice in that last statement. This is why I probably don't need a podcast by myself too often. But anyway, enough of me. Let's jump into Dave, aka Maple City Pipecast.
7: Thanks for having me on the show. My name's Dave. Um, i be glad to talk a little bit about my pipe journey, things of that nature. I had my first pipe back just before my oldest child was born. A friend of mine asked me if I'd ever smoked pipes before. I was a cigarette smoker then, and uh, no, I hadn't. So I went out and I bought a Legend from Missouri Meerschaum, which fortunately our local tobacco slash cigar shop kept in stock at the time. I... Went over to my buddy Jay's place and learned a little bit. Like, I didn't have anywhere near what I was supposed to. I didn't even have pipe cleaners. I just bought the pipe. Nobody at the shop told me what I needed. No, Jay told me after, but it's too late by then. But fortunately, he had extra stuff. So, helped me on out. I didn't even know anything about tamping at the time. And nobody suggested that I get one till that day. So... The next time I went to the pipe shop, I bought some Captain Black Gold as my first tobacco, and I bought a tamp and pipe cleaners and everything that an experienced pipe smoker told me I needed, and that worked great for a while. That was how I got into pipe smoking. From there, I joined the Chatham-Kent Pipe Club, a small group that Consists of members from the entire Chatham-Kent area. And we meet, or we met, I should say, once a month for a while. and Things have slowed down. Not sure the status of the club. We haven't had a meeting since October last year, unfortunately. So the pipe community here is not very tight-knit. And that's why I like listening to Country Squire radio. Now, I found Country Squire guys by pure accident. Early on, I was looking for the Reformed Pubcast by Les and Tanner. On the service I was looking on, I didn't find them, per se. I found an episode they had done with Bo and John David on Country Squire Radio. So I listened to that, and I was intrigued by what I heard. I can't remember the details of the episode, If you're a, if you're a Pipe Club member go back, find it in the archives. It is there. I recommend listening to you, to it if you haven't already. From there, I listened to the episode again because I wanted to get, hear it again, just a little bit more information, a little bit more detail. Sometimes I'll listen to things more than once on my initial brush through with a with a podcast. And was intri- like I said, I was intrigued. I went back and I started listening to more episodes and I realized there was a live show which I started watching about a month later and a few months after that I don't remember the exact details but I think around October is when I joined the uh, Country Squire Radio Pipe Club. So that gives you an idea of my small idea as to my journey in the pipe world. I don't have a big knit community. I have a few friends that I get together with here and there when we can when schedules align to have a pipe but uh, my regular Regular weekly pipe people are Country Squire Radio and the tweeting and the live 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 show. I also do a small five-minute daily podcast of my own, and that is at Anchor FM slash Maple Dash City Dash Pipe Dash Cast. So again, that's Anchor FM slash Maple City Pipecast with dashes between each word. And if you're on Twitter and want to get updates for the for my pipecast that way. They go to my personal Twitter at the moment, which is at D.R. Allen 201. First three letters are capitalized. They are my initials. I am not a doctor. I understand that nuptials are coming up, and I am sorry about the awkwardness of these well-wishes. I am not good at this at all. It's not my strong suit. But here's my attempt. John David Nina, I hope that you guys have a great day for your big day I hope that your love for each other grows as time passes and I hope that you grow in Christ as you grow with each other thanks for having me on, thanks for listening to me guys I'm and Tommy
0: thank you so much Dave and thank you so much to everybody who was able to participate in this very special episode again you know our goal with this was uh you know to do something special for John David for him to listen to on his on his way home from the honeymoon but also just to really showcase the community that's been growing uh you know in and around the country squire radio podcast if you Have not heard already, we've got a wonderful pipe club that you can join at patreon.com slash country squire radio. It helps out support the show to make sure that you get content every single week. And for those of you who are part of the club, it also kind of offers up a unique opportunity for chances like this. Uh, The ability for us to really highlight you and what you're doing and, you know, give you kind of the keys to the show from time to time, be it in content recommendation or in this instance, in a call in fashion. Now, we've had a lot of requests, by the way, for call-in shows, and I'm not going to lie, this was really difficult. You can probably tell just by the audio quality going back and forth throughout the episode that, you know, it's it's not traditional in any sense, so uh, it kind of drives me crazy, if I'm being honest. I, I'm, I'm kind of a quality control freak when it comes to making sure that we put out a good product, but, you know, with this one, it's just kind of taken a bit of a hit because, that's what happens when you got a lot of variables, and that's okay. I hope it's okay. It's it's worth it if we can uh, highlight you guys. But I'd love some feedback from y'all. Do you like this format? Is this something you'd like to see us do again? Or Collins shows, something that you'd like to see become a series in the same way as our Tobacco Talks, our Squire Selects, our Pipe Culture, our Heroes of the Bowl, that sort of thing? Uh, or was this kind of a special thing that worked because you know, <laughs> we, uh, we're celebrating the major life event of a friend and a brother and someone who's meant a lot to a lot of us. Um, let me know your thoughts and, you know, basically help us make the show. Also, by the way, if you do have some thoughts on what you'd like to hear on country squire radio, we always love getting those in. You can email the show show at country radio.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at squire radio. You can follow John David at John David Cole or the shop at underscore country squire. Uh, of course you can follow me. I'm at the real bow York. Uh, be sure to tweet me with your Xbox username, handle if you want to join us for the Squire Scallywags on the Sea of Thieves we'd love to have you there Um, of course you can tune in and find this information at CountrySquireRadio.com no live show next week uh, as again uh, John David will still be on his honeymoon but as I mentioned at the top of the show we do have something special and that is that next week John David's spot will be filled by none other than Pipe Podcasting legend Brian Levine. Uh, this is huge, and I'm really excited about this one. Uh, me and Brian got a chance to talk together about the state of pipe tobacco journalism. It's Brian Levine, guys. It'll be it'll be really interesting to uh, to. to hear your feedback and, and, you know, as we share some of our thoughts about recent events in, in the tobacco industry and what the expectations are on journalism, on podcasters, on blogs, on magazines, you know, what, what does it mean to keep the, the customer informed versus, you know, uh, maintaining your relationship with, with different, uh, with different manufacturers and, and companies and longtime industry legends. It's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It, it's, it's pulling the curtain back a little bit and, uh, it, it may, it may be a little more raw. <laughs> <laughs> than, uh, than, you know, you're accustomed to with Country Square Radio, but hey, with Brian Levine on mic, that just seems appropriate. So anyway, be sure to tune in next next week for that. And bringing us out for this very special episode, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you from Charlie Bach, the rock and roll master. Here it is, blaspheme the pilgrims. We've got one customer that comes to the shop.
4: We call him the pilgrim. The pilgrim comes in at random times. Really uh, awkward encounters. Folks, you know, you run in terror and fear. And the pilgrim walks in, and I'm like super uncomfortable. And he looked at me very, very, very seriously, very seriously. Eventually, he's like, "I need a sheet of paper." Sheet of paper. He, he asked for a sheet of paper, a sheet of paper and, a pen. and a pen. And he had written this list, not in my language. And then he handed me this. And I have no and idea have what no any, idea of, what this any mean. of this means. Oh. Validate, Validate the system, this moderate, this moderate the system, system. Blaspheme, blaspheme the pilgrim, morial the, the sweet, the and then for you the, 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 the Strange. Downs- 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 I wanted to pull my hair out. So I keep this next to me to remind myself to um, blaspheme the pilgrim. Our good mutual friend uh, Charlie, he did talk about making a song uh, called "Blaspheme the Pilgrim." And actually, if you think about it, like from a metal standpoint, that'd be a pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome tune.